This podcast contains adult language and mature themes, which may not be suitable for all listeners. So listen at your own fucking risk. Welcome to Essential NPCs, the podcast where we sample some of the best and possibly some of the worst tabletop RPGs. I'm Tommy. And I'm Addie. And you're listening to Series 4, Episode 10, A Matter of Perspective. So we'll start it off with an announcement. It's the same announcement that we've had for two weeks now. This is the very last week you can vote for what system you'd like to see us play next. So go to our Facebook page, answer the poll. Um, and if you vote for Dungeons and Dragons, Shadowrun or Uncharted Worlds, you can also put in what you'd like us to see, uh, what you'd like us to play in the future. Um, so make sure you answer that second question as well. We're going to announce the results of the poll on uh, the 14th. So uh, get your votes in and get your votes in now. Yeah, you guys have one week left. Uh, and if you vote for a resurgent series, one of the systems that we've run previously, we will attempt to gather as much of the cast as before and continue the story to the best of our abilities. And I believe that's it for announcements. Uh, yep. So let's move right on into Words with the GM. Hello. Hello, GM. Hello. Uh, this Words with the GM Hello. is about episode nine, The Trials of Valdrew. Yay, spirit quest. <laughs> yeah, with a lot of puzzles attached. Yes. Um, puzzles are kind of something I think are one of my weaknesses when it comes to uh, jamming. I'm totally fine with initiative. Uh, I feel like I'm really good at describing like combat scenarios. But when it comes to creating uh, interesting uh, puzzles that also don't just stump people, it's like a fine balance to walk, uh, which is why I employed one of my tried and true GM tricks, uh, which is kind of give you guys an outline of what to expect moving forward so that you had context during each puzzle. Thank you, Bartholo. Yeah, <laughs> because, you know, if I just had you guys jump in there and you're like sitting there and you're like, why? what the hell, like... How do we get this fish? We have to obviously get this fish. But like because I was like there's one of spirit, there's one of determination, there's one of patience. Uh, basically, every time you guys were encountered with a new trial, you viewed it in the, okay, which one from that list could this be? And we've crossed some off the list already. So we can kind of like narrow it down. So you're like, you're like, okay, we're pretty sure we hit determination. Maybe we hit spirit. This might be creativity. Let's see if we can find a creative way to get the fish. Okay, we can't. Well, it's coming towards us, so I guess we sit here and be patient <laughs> because that's what we're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. I've done it before in other campaigns. I didn't really do it in Shadowrun, but like, there's been times where like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to enter a dungeon. I want there to be traps and, and puzzles that they, they need to solve, but I don't trust myself to create a puzzle that can be solved without a little bit of a guideline and I don't want to just hand you guys the answer. So when I made a, a dungeon before in one of my other campaigns, I, I put like a riddle at the beginning that like basically mapped out like, Oh wait, the riddle said something about fire and ice and we just got attacked by like light uh, by fireballs. <laughs> and I think, I think the riddle has something to do with what's up ahead. <laughs> yeah. And as a player, it can kind of be frustrating if you're trying to figure out a puzzle where it's just like you walk into a room, there's nothing in here. 
okay, so what do I do now? Turn around and go back? No, the door is locked behind you. Okay. Like no yeah. hints. Um, yeah, you got you to gotta find a way to, to drop hints or if you're not good at dropping hints like I am, uh, drop the hints ahead of time. Give them, give them, the, give them the fortune telling that like, kind of like lets them know what's coming up ahead without really letting them know what's coming up ahead. Uh, and uh, it's also okay to help your players. And I want to make that like really clear, not just like give them a couple of minutes to try and figure it out themselves. But when they start doing the, I do this, okay, I turn it slightly and do it again. Yeah. They you try know, to like, go through every permutation of the same I put my other attempt. hand on the wall. Hold on. Maybe if I close my eyes and touch it, does it do something different? It's like, okay, no, it's not the wall. Once, <laughs> once they start doing that, it's time to sort of be like, and you hear a noise behind you. Oh my gosh, it's glowing or something like that, depending on your system. Yeah. It can be, you know, uh, our, playing an RPG is a little bit of escapism. It can be uh, pretty jarring to have, uh, have that moment where you're like, well, my character is an extremely learned smart character and i'm a dude from kansas who doesn't know much shit (laughs) who plays video games all the time like uh, in his intelligence is 20 damn it he should be able to figure this out (laughs) which you can also use that you can like have them roll like a check to see if like maybe like their character is smart enough for you to give them the hint they need so speaking of traps and puzzles what was your favorite moment? Is that supposed to be a trap? <laughs> <laughs> there are so many. How do you choose? Uh, my favorite part um, was probably uh, near the end during the tri- uh, the trial with the you know flame spirit mm-hmm. wanting to be entertained because uh, I, I I always like you know trying to prod like character development and character introspection whenever possible and uh, it was it was really satisfying. Um, I. I I didn't really know how, like, uh, I knew how, like, Barnabas was going to, like, respond to most of those questions. And I had, like, an idea of how Talia was going to respond to some of them. But when it come, when it came to, like, Zeke, it was like, he's a wild card. I have no idea. It's hard to tell what's going on in that little guy's head. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, I, I was really happy to see that um, Zeke, uh, a character who has been, uh, up until this point, pretty aloof uh, and uh, kind of emotionally detached. Like, he hasn't had any, like, you know... Uh, moments where he's like revealed any like weaknesses or any desires beyond just, you know, becoming uh, rich after the Atroposian circuit and like living a life of luxury. Like it's a man of very simple needs. Um, uh, it was, it was really satisfying to me um, when asked what his life's aspiration was, that it wasn't what he says in his character intro, which is, you know, retire to a life of luxury. Now it, uh, it seems that, uh, Zeke has been affected by his, uh, time in old pal Doris and has found a new mission in life. Um, and I really like that because, uh, I, it, it gives me warm fuzzies as a GM that I was able to create a story that allowed characters to, uh, develop and change in interesting ways. Uh, what about you? What was your favorite moment? Uh, well, my favorite moment isn't nearly as profound as yours, <laughs> um, but uh, it was um, very pleasantly surprising and rewarding to see Grundlefug back and, yeah. and better than ever. Uh, so that was really, really heartwarming. Um, that was definitely my favorite moment. Um Though, uh, as a player, my favorite character moment for me was kind of with the whole Asheron thing where, where like, um, it was, it was like Talia's like deepest fears coming out. And I liked that I didn't have to explain it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, no, uh, Grundlefug hands down. Yeah. Oh man. 
Happy, happy Grundlefug who is uh, who has his sentience back enough that he can uh, say words as much as his lack of tongue will allow him. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that, it's fun. It was fun to show like Bartholo and Grundlefug. They're doing real good since you guys last saw them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got to give you guys those feel goods right before I have your brother stab you through the uh, heart with a flaming sword. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I think that's enough uh, uh, talking for now. Uh, we should uh, we should move on in. You guys, uh, you gotta win this race. I mean, we're halfway there. This is this is the halfway point. We gotta we gotta see. So let's move on forward and listen to series four, episode ten, a matter of perspective. Enjoy. Hello, I'm Barnabas Gunsby famous big game hunter and adventurer. I come from common birth, but I've used my skills to make a name for myself. I often go on expeditions to explore the world and its many lost secrets, to tame once wild lands and lay my eyes on wonders few have seen. I've written books of my exploits to help fund my adventures and while the books have brought me wealth and fame, Many believe them to be fiction. It's cast a sad shadow over my once great career. But I have been selected to participate in the great Atroposian circuit, where I shall prove to the world that Barnabas Gunsby is a true legend of adventure. Hello, I'm Tali Nazari. It's true, I am Varishta royalty, and that's all well and good, but ruling is certainly not my true passion, but a duty I fulfil nonetheless. You see, I'm first an inventor and engineer. Self-taught, but I'm very good. A natural. And I suppose that natural talent has only been helped along by a lot of time spent in solitude. But you should see all the sorts of things I've made, mostly through trial and error. I am certainly not afraid to jump in and get my hands dirty when needed. As fate would have it, being an inventor led me straight into what I believe will be one of the most interesting times of my life. Mr. Cornelius Jollypot has asked me to join his team for that great Atroposian circuit. Can you imagine? Of course I said yes, only bolstered by the fact that one of my teammates is Mr. Barnabas Gunsby, my favourite author. We're sure to have a fantastic time and perhaps even have the chance to win. I can't wait to leave Dalvozia and see the world with my amazing and talented teammates by my side. It's all so very exciting. I'm Ezekiel Quaglin, gnome pilot extraordinaire, but my friends call me Zeke. I grew up in Paldoris before the hurricane wars. When the Aedin attacked, I joined the military to do my part in defense of my people. When it came time to return home, we realized that in winning the war, Paldoris had become an uninhabitable wasteland. The Infernal Church of Jinzi swooped in to save the day with their city-sized stormships. This spelled salvation for many of my people, and though I was never particularly religious, I was happy to accept the church's appointment as pilot of Jinzi's Hammer. I flew the city for several years, but I never really enjoyed living on that mechanical monstrosity. When the Evanglesian Civil War broke out, I quickly volunteered for the Jinzi Corps to lend aid to the militarists. Though we lost, I earned admission to the High Flyers, and after the war, used my connections there to become a commercial pilot. 
It's not glamorous or exciting work, and it barely pays the bills, but it let me fly the skies. When Jollypot offered me a spot on his Atroposian circuit team, I was happy to accept in hopes of retiring to a life of luxury. I mean, even if we don't win, at least it won't be boring. The last time we left Team Jollypot, uh, they had entered the country of Valdru and chose to undergo the trials of the Valdru Druids in order to gain access to the wider country of Valdru and hopefully find a way to their next checkpoint in Chektakan of Zelhost as quickly as possible. The trials were a shared vision uh, made to test uh, the adventurers' spirit, determination, patience, creativity, and passion. And they pretty much succeeded with flying colors. Uh, the one exception being that uh, Barnabas's spirit was broken by the uh, fable of people dying to the beast of Felion. But they uh, completed the trials and were allowed passage. Um, the Archdruid Rowena uh, granted them uh, access to Valdru, and their old friends uh, Bartholo and Grundlefug began guiding them to the ferry on the large river that cuts through the center of Valdru um, and leads directly to Zelhost. And that border between Zelhost and Valdru is not too far from Chektakan, the city where they need to go to check in. Bartholo and Grundlefug have led you three uh, to the river. Um, it only took you guys about like 30 minutes to walk there. On the way, Bartholo tells you about how he and Grundlefug passed through Evanglus and uh, then came to Valdru. Uh, and checked in with the uh, the druids, found out it was one of the checkpoints of the Atroposian circuit, and decided to wait around for you guys to see how you did. Is there anything you guys are trying to achieve, or do you have anything you want to talk to Bartholo about? Or, um, I think just sort of chatting and seeing what he thinks of the world, having been secluded from it for such a long time, um, and general sort of pleasant chat, I think. Well, him. The technological advancements alone are, are quite impressive. Um, a little gaudy, if you ask me. The the smog hasn't really gotten any better. If anything, it's gotten worse in most uh, metropolitan areas. It's part of the reason why my uh, community and I stay secluded in nature. Uh, we like to breathe fresh, clean air. Right. Are you Agreed. Are you planning on returning to your village? Oh, yes, most definitely. Eventually. I, I like to travel around, bring news back to the uh, village, and also bring back anything, any knowledge or items that I, can, that I think would improve our quality of life without uh, destroying uh, uh, the way we, we choose to live. And uh, you guys get to the ferry. It's a large uh, wooden uh, boat that uh, is designed just to go with the stream basically, with some steering mechanisms. Uh, and uh, uh, you guys are allowed on. Um, and it will take you a little over two days uh, to get to the border of Valdru and Zelhost. I asked Bartholo, um, 
How long were we in the trials? Um, about an hour. This was the best idea. <laughs> we're making up so much time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is this has been great. Yes, uh, most of the teams who have made it to Valdru have have attempted to uh, complete the trials. Um, not all of them are are quite as lucky as you three. Have you seen which ones made it through? I I didn't handle them all personally. I've been around the the country for for a bit. Um, uh, every once in a while, checking in uh, at the capital to make sure that I didn't miss uh, you three. But uh, when I first arrived and, and checked in with the druids uh, before I uh, traveled the the countryside a little bit before returning, uh, I did see one more one other team, and it uh, it was a uh, uh, two young folk and an older gentleman, a young man with dark hair and spectacles, and a young woman with. Light hair and spectacles, and and a, and a man with with a darker brown, a, a darker brown skin, and he wore a, a large coat. Um, seemed like a hard fellow. That sounds like Team Towley. Um, yes, I, I, I believe that was. I believe that's correct. Yes. So we know Towley and Basington made it through. They were ahead of us, weren't they? The last report we got. Um, was Cordfoot, Basington, Towley, Holmes, Cups, us. Well, we know we're ahead of Cups. We might be in fifth. Which would not be terrible. It's a lot better than what we've been for most of the race. <laughs> yes, I've, I've been rooting for you three. I'm, I'm glad to see it's uh, things are looking up. I mean, you put your life on the line for something like this. Hopefully it's worth it. Oh, of course. Adventure's always risky, but it's worth it in the end. Especially when you get to see all the sights, taste all the food. Unfortunately, we don't have time for the food tasting, but you get the idea. Well, there's some fresh river salmon here on the on the uh, ferry. You can have some good Valruidian salmon. That's great, because we did not get to eat the fish we caught. <laughs> I practice with my fancy stick. Yeah. There's a nice montage of you on the on the bow of this ferry, uh, rocking with the with the waves and and uh, pitch and yaw of the uh, uh, the raft as it's being pushed around, uh, and you're moving around using that to your advantage as you swing this stick around like a monk. <laughs> and then it cuts to another montage of Barnabas at the buffet. Yeah, you and you and Grundlefug matched for. <laughs> <laughs> Match for amount See. of salmon eaten. <laughs> I suppose I'd ask Bartholo, how how did they know all of those things? How did they know that things that I wanted in the trials? Oh, the the obstacles and and uh, challenges of the trials are of your own making. Do they see them? <laughs> they hear them uh, from the outside perspective. Uh, the druids, who are more or less immune to the substances that float around inside the druidic halls now. Um, from their perspective, uh, the three of you were laying in that uh, room together, and uh, they simply asked you what you were seeing and what you were experiencing. And you narrated it for them, and they chose whether or not you, uh, you performed admirably. Are they... Confidential. <laughs> they wouldn't like 
find out something and then report it? Um, not to my knowledge, no. Are you all right? Was the were, were the trials uh, a bit too hard on you? I imagined that my brother said some things that, if they were true, would be um, could get him in a lot of trouble, and I wouldn't want think that they were true. Well, I don't know a whole lot about the judicial system of various countries, but. Uh, uh, Confessions of a hallucination in a fever dream are usually not admissible evidence. <laughs> Sometimes they are in Dalvosia, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Strange world. <laughs> I'm, I'm learning that more and more. Thank you, Bafana. Uh, my pleasure. Again, I, I owe you so much. All right. Uh, the trip actually goes without any incident. Uh, occasionally, the uh, the ferry stops to pick people up, drop them off. Uh, the main place that it stops at is uh, the the city of uh, Mion, uh, which is uh, uh, you know, as you guys pass by, it, you see like a collection of uh, treetop houses um, connected with all these different walkways in the forest, um, and there's tons of druids and elves living up there. Um, and eventually, uh, the ferry, uh, the river goes, uh, approaches a mountain range, which is the mountain range on the Southern border of Zelhost. And the river actually goes inside the mountain. Uh, the ferry actually goes inside the mountain and, uh, the tunnels that the, uh, the ferry is going through seem to be lit with these like strange luminescent stones. Uh, that are various different colors. Um, and uh, it actually does make a pit stop inside the mountain range to some kind of internal mountain city of gnomes. Uh, yes. Unfortunately, um, uh, being a gnomish community, a subterranean gnomish community, it's uh, very unwelcoming to outsiders given the fact that the tunnels are only three feet tall. <laughs> How long does the ferry stay here? It's passing through. No. <laughs> well, I don't like it. There's no air. It feels very t- close. It's okay. We're, we're almost through. You want to see me do some cool staff stuff? And I do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well done you. <laughs> uh, and then you guys come out the other side of the mountain range. And uh, the ferry pulls off to the side. Um, and... And this is basically the stop. We get off. That was a pleasant couple of days. I say good, our goodbyes to Bartholo and Grundlefug. I'm not taken by surprise by the hug this time. Yep. But it's a very good hug. I briefly get very large and shake Grundlefug's hand. Goodbye. I slap Grundlefug on the shoulder and I say, it was good to see you again, my friends. Take care of yourselves. Yes. Uh, good luck to all three of you in the journeys to come. I'll be listening. And he kind of wiggles his little tiny radio. <laughs> it's it's a great device. It works anywhere I go. <laughs> so I'll, um, you know, put my, if he lets me, put my hands on the sides of his, like, head. And I Is this Grundlefug or Bart? Okay. And I'm, um, like, tuck his wild hair behind his ears and sort of go, like, you'd be good now. Hoo-hoo. I will, and I lean down and I like give Bartholo a little like kiss on the top of the head. 
I hope uh, this isn't the last I see of you three, though I expect it will be the last time I see you uh, for the duration of the Atroposian circuit. I did uh, look up on the rules, and I believe I've helped you for two checkpoints now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we shall definitely see you soon, and you're always welcome in Sunspire. Yes, well, um, well. So can you. Stop being such a grump. And perhaps on my adventures (laughs) after this, I can come say hello. And if, uh... If I manage to make my way up north, uh, perhaps I can find my way to Razul by, for the ending ceremonies of the race uh, to uh, cheer you three across the finish line. That would be marvellous. I'd look forward to that very much. Yes, indeed. Go Team Lollipot! <laughs> <laughs> Go Team Charlie Pot. Right on. And uh, you guys say goodbye. Onward to Slave Town. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys see um, off in the distance the uh, city of uh, Chektakan. It's not very far. Probably take you guys a little less than an hour to, to walk there from where the ferry ended. On our way there, I briefly explain um, the history of slavery in Zelhost, as I understand it, which is... They have slaves. Uh, well, so Zelhost actually disbanded slavery. It is one of the remnants of the Howdy Empire, and the Howdy Empire was built on the back of slaves, specifically satyrs, who they bio they bioengineered to be the perfect slave race. Um, when uh, Evangles uh, basically took over uh, as the primary country, taking most of the land that was the Howdy Empire, um, the remnants of the Howdy Empire were split in two, uh, the southern smaller region of Zelhost and the northern larger region of Siesh. Zelhost inter- eventually started to integrate itself with the other countries as like, as far as far as like foreign relations and stuff go. Um, whereas Siesh basically, uh, has a very um, isolationist type of foreign policy. That's why the international railway system uh, actually connects Zelhost to the other countries, whereas uh, Siesh just flat out doesn't have any. So uh, part of integrating themselves into the uh, wider uh, world, um, Zelhost basically had to disband slavery as like a common thing. Um, And, while there are no satyr slaves in Zelhost, there's still indentured servitude to a certain uh, degree, and um, there's a large amount of prejudice and racism towards uh, satyrs, though, whereas Siesh thinks of uh, satyrs as, like, lesser beings that, you know, exist to be enslaved and are nothing else but, but like, biological tools. Um, in Zelhost, they see them as unfortunate souls who uh, are are best put to use serving us. They they treat their they treat the satyr servants more or less well, um, though they're extremely patronizing to them um, and think of them as simple creatures. Um, and uh, more, basically, universally, all of the satyrs that live in Zelhost are like at bottom end nowhere jobs. Like they work in factories, they work in the service industry, they they like are maids and butlers and stuff, and like they are paid for those positions and they are allowed freedoms. Um, but like there's a bit of a like separate but equal type uh segregation. Um so I explained my understanding of slavery in Zellhosts uh to Talia, which is they legally had slaves before. Now they don't call it slavery. 
<laughs> oh, all right. It's kind of like how um, all of the people at the bottom level of Dalvosia lived. Like on the ground. Right. Mm-hmm. We continue. <laughs> uh, you guys approach Chectacon, and it is uh, it has a large industrial wall surrounding it. Um, it actually looks more like a fortress than a city. There is a big gate house that you guys are walking up to, and uh, a voice calls down to you as you approach uh, through some kind of loudspeaker, and it goes, What's your business in Zelhost? We are with the Atroposian Circuit. Oh. To check in. <laughs> Team Jollypot. Of course. You may enter the airlock. And uh, <laughs> the uh, first set of gates open. And you guys are allowed to walk in there. <laughs> they close behind you. Now you're between two sets of large gates in a large, like, steel room. And there's a bit of a wait. <laughs> and uh, then uh, a smaller door on the side of this room, not one of the two large entryways of the gate, uh, opens up. And a, uh, a man uh, uh, walks in. Um, he has uh, kind of a, a darker tan skin. Um, you can see tattoos creeping up uh, out of uh, uh, from the neck of his collared military jacket. Um, and he is very tall and very physically fit. Um, and his head is shaved clean and he has like some tattoo like dots along his uh, bald head. Um, he is armed with uh, some kind of sword and shield on his back and a large firearm on his side. Arms up. We, uh, I assume at least some of you, if not all of you, are armed. I yeah. put my hands up. Where will I find your weapons? In the gun holster. Nothing uh, Nothing secret here. And he starts patting you down, Zeke. He and tickles. <laughs> and he takes your gun. Removes the ammunition from it, puts it back in the holster. He uh, checks. He basically checks you guys for all your weapons. Uh, and as he does, he uh, uh, like as he's patting you guys down, another uh, uh, gentleman comes in. Basically, similar stature and everything. Um, this guy's got like spiky hair, and um, he uh, he has a clipboard, and he's basically documenting everything that you guys are bringing in. Uh, and he goes. Did you purchase anything or collect anything from the uh, from the country of Valdru? There are certain regulations on what can be allowed into the city. I didn't purchase anything. No, we pretty much came straight here from the checkpoint. I got a stick. He uh, grabs the stick. He looks at it and he goes, what do these runes mean? Druid stuff. Ugh, druids. He hands it back to you. Oh, yes, of course. I almost forgot about that. Uh, here. I hand him the stone telescope. He looks at it and then says something in the howdy language to the, uh, the man with the clipboard who like nods and like writes something down. Uh, and then he hands it back to you, Barnabas. So what, uh, why do you, what kind of things aren't allowed and why? Well, there's certain substances in uh, that grow naturally in Valdru and are openly provided to their citizens that uh, we do not want inside our city. Uh-huh. Uh, you are now clear to uh, uh, speak to the customs officer. Um, his name is Mordecai. 
Uh, come with me. And he hands you back like your weapons and everything. He holds on to the ammunition. He collected all of your guys' ammunition, so your weapon, your firearms are useless at the moment. Uh, the one with the clipboard steps back in through the small door, shuts it, and then uh, a few seconds later, the large set of doors of the gatehouse opens up uh, into the city proper, and uh, he goes, this way. And uh, he leads you guys into a neighboring building uh, attached to the large wall that you guys have passed through. And he uh, leads you guys in there and sits you down in a little room with just like a table, a mirror, and uh, one door. And he goes, you, wait, you will wait here and Mordecai will come and ask you a few questions to make sure that uh, you have no ill intentions in Czechticon. Thank you very much. Do you know how long it might be, the wait? It's not my place to say. A pleasure. And he walks out. So, anybody know any good jokes? <laughs> I don't understand why they would make the Atroposian circuit and then put us, make us go to all the places that obviously aren't interested in having us there. That's a power thing. Think about it. Everyone who runs and organizes this thing is richer than anybody else in the world. Well, not anybody. Well, they, you know, they have their teams go a bunch of places that normally you're not allowed to just go. And they do it because they can. They're rich and they're bored. I suppose. I just, I don't know. It seems like no one at all is friendly except for Bartholo. <laughs> well, I suppose Chebediah was quite, uh, quite the friendly gentleman. And Boots. Boots was very friendly. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> well, you met him, you know. Not like you. No, we met all at the same time. And I'll explain when you're older. The door opens up. <laughs> <laughs> and in walks in a... Uh, he still is, like, tall, like uh, most um, uh, people of Howdy descent. Um, but he's actually not as physically built, which is pretty much a rarity in, uh, 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 in like, Howdy culture. Um, he's still, like, kind of fit and scrappy looking, but he's not, like muscular um and he walks in he's got uh little round spectacles on the end of his nose and he goes yes you are with the atroposian circuit yes hmm. yes team jolly pot yeah okay and your names barnabas Tal gunsby <laughs> virtue talia nazari zeke uh, first and last name please quaglin okay excellent thank you very much and he writes it down uh, and he goes, and you are coming from... Maldrew. Okay, and what, what business do you have in Checticon besides checking in with the Atroposian circuit? We don't. Okay. Finding a way out of Checticon. That is true. <laughs> ah, well, uh, there is the railway system, which um, is actually back in service, uh, should you like to use that. Um, once you are allowed in, I'm sorry for the, uh, for the cold reception of our people. Uh, we are a, primarily a military encampment. Um, uh, I get it. We are rather close to the border of Old Paldoris, and, uh, we have seen some things. Yeah? Tell me about it. <laughs> We've come from, well, from there, before Valdru. You get a lot of hand monsters? He doesn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, your time in uh, in uh, Old Paldoris, um, were you bitten by anything? No, luckily. 
Okay, that's good. And he checks off a few boxes. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, and okay, from, from Old Baldoris, you went straight to Valdru? Oh, no, actually. We went to the Purity Aloft. Um, we went to the Purity Aloft uh, over Jinzi. Okay. And um, did anyone in the Purity Aloft give you any items to bring into Chectacon uh, or any tasks to perform in Chectacon? No, but did you know they have communal showers? He looks confused. He goes, I mean, I've never given it much thought, but... It's she's from Sunspire. Barbaric. Oh, well, you have to uh, share. It's not that bad. I mean, I have to share a shower here in the barracks. I'm with... so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he goes, Sunspire, you are, you are a Davosian royalty, yes? Yes. Not everyone in the world is allowed the comforts that you are allowed at your home. I'm learning that. <laughs> And um, I believe my uh, uh, the officer who uh, questioned you in the airlock um, he he asked you about any substances that you may have brought from Valdru. That's the correct. Stick. Okay, so that's been checked out. All right. Um, honestly, uh, the, looks like you are you are okay. Um, you understand that. Uh, uh, that your time in Checktecon is going to be limited. You have a temporary. Uh, visa to to stay here for uh, approximately, we'll go ahead and put it down for a week. Uh, give you a little time to rest if you want and then move on uh, in whatever way you see uh, you see fit. As you are with the Astroposian circuit, I don't actually expect you to uh, see that visa to its uh, final date. Um, and he rips a couple slips off of his clipboard and hands each one of you a pass. And he goes... Um, as I said, Chectacon is primarily a military encampment. Um, it is also a city full of citizens, um, though uh, all of them uh, are here in service to the uh, Zelhost uh, military, uh, mostly uh, service families, as it were. Um, you must understand that um, while there are uh, civilian leaders inside uh, Zelhost, the military parliament that runs it uh, has complete control over um, what is allowed and what isn't allowed within these walls. Should any uh, military personnel have a request of you uh, with those civilian visas, you are expected to uh, follow their orders to the best of your abilities. Should you not uh, follow uh, instructions from military personnel, uh, you can be ousted from Zelhost uh, immediately. Um, and that is the most limited punishment within these walls. Um, do you have any questions for me? Uh, the railway you said was working. Does it go to Azeda? Or you are heading to Azeda? Yes. Uh, no. Um, unfortunately, the... Uh, the railway system connects several cities in Zelhost and then eventually makes its way northern back into Evangleth. Uh, to my knowledge, uh, the international railway system does not connect to Azeda in any fashion. Um, whereabouts in Azeda are you trying to get after, trying to reach after uh, Zelhost? The Roost, apparently. Ah, the Roost is a trading post in Azeda. While there's not much uh, train transit between Azeda and Zelhost. There is occasional air traffic, and I would say that, in fact, um, the Roost sees a primary amount of it. There's not much in Azeda uh, that is of interest to uh, the civilians of Zelhost, and more specifically, the members uh, or the uh, residents of Chektikon. 
but uh, uh, on occasion, uh, members of this uh, city will head to the roost to pick up product or sell product. Um, we have uh, quite a good trading. Uh, we have a, a we have a few representatives of the uh, Zelhost military there, uh, uh, trying to get their hands on uh, materials that we could otherwise not. Uh, have in Selhost. Uh, the Roost is actually a, a very large trading post uh, from, with uh, merchants from various countries. Oh, thank you so much. So you think that there's probably an airship going there uh, within the week? Uh, possibly, yes. One that you may have access to, I'm not sure I can say. Um, there is a decent amount of air transit from Chektacon to various locations, um, but very, very limited public transit. Uh, most of the airships that come in and out of Chektacon are private and almost always military. Thank you. You've been very helpful. Of course. It is, I, I, it is my job to try and help any visitors in Chektacon uh, feel welcome and understand the rules and regulations of the encampment. I have, I have one more question. Yes? Have you met the Atroposian Circuit representatives? Uh, personally, no. Um, though I do understand that they are supposed to be, and he like flips back a couple pages on his clipboard, um, in the estate of Count Ivanov, the primary matriarch of Chektacon. Okay, but presumably somebody in customs interviewed him. Presumably, yes. This is an obviously unorthodox request. Is there any way I could get a copy of the notes from that interview? That is incredibly unorthodox, and I'm going to go ahead and assume that you have no ill intent with that request, and I'll let you pass with this one time. This one time. But no, he's just a very strange man, and I'm incredibly curious about him. I see. Well, we are not in the habit of, of giving confidential files to, uh, to anyone who just simply asks. Uh, these questions that I have asked you, the items we have found on your person, they are strictly confidential for military use here at Chektacon only. If there's anything else you need, please feel free to ask. Otherwise, I can see the three of you out uh, into the city proper and give you the directions to the Count's estate. I actually have one more question. What about uh, land-based travel other than trains, perhaps merchant caravans? Any of those around in case we can't get on an airship? Um, again, any any transit like that, leaving out that isn't part of the international railway system, uh, would be uh, mostly private. Um, if you wanted to try and get your way into some kind of public transit to Azeda, um, Chektikon might not be your best bet. Uh, public transportation, uh, the closest public transportation uh, that's not in the wrong direction, would probably be uh, in the city of Feodosia. Uh it's about a day's ride on the on the international railway system to the west. If you uh, if you go there, they have plenty of uh, public air taxis, public uh, caravans, um, some of which I'm sure may uh, go to Azeda. Um, but as far as Chektikon goes, uh, public transit is quite limited beyond the uh, railway system. Thank you very much. All right. Well, if the three of you will uh, follow me, we can reunite you with your ammunition. Um, of course, the discharge of any firearm inside the city uh, is going to uh, be met with uh, a considerable investigation. And if any wrongdoing is, is uh, presumed, you may be cast out of uh, Chektikon again, if you're lucky. Noted. Uh, he leads the three of you out of uh, that little guardhouse. 
Um, and uh, as you guys step out, he gives you directions to where the uh, Count's estate is. He says, please enjoy your stay in Chektikon. As long as you follow our rules, you should have a pleasant, uh, a pleasant time while you are here. Thank you. Thank you. We collect our things. Yep, you've been reunited with whatever they took away from you in the uh, airlock. And then uh, we head toward Count Ivanov's estate. Okay. Um, the layout of Chektikon is very grid-based. You, you would think they had inspiration from the Paldorans if they didn't hate the Paldorans so much. <laughs> um, and you guys, uh, the instructions are very easy to follow. And uh, it doesn't take you long before you find the gated estate of Count Ivanov. And um, there is uh, a ceremonial guard standing out front. Um, and uh, he goes, hello, how can I help you? We're Team Jolly Pot. Oh, you are with the Atroposian circuit. That's us. All right. Uh, I will radio in to let the representative know that you are here. Um, he should be able to meet you in the foyer. Sounds great. And uh, he opens the gates for you guys to walk up. It's a rather large estate. Very nice. Um, but everything in this uh, in this city is made with like industrial steel, um, like as if it's designed to uh, survive any type of warfare. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, you walk up and it's a, it's a nice like mansion, uh, that you guys are approaching as you walk up to the doors, they open up for you and two automaton servants greet you as you walk in. Hello. You are here with the Atroposian circuit. Yes. Yes. The representative of the core delete will be here soon. Please wait in the foyer. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. And then the other one goes, can I get you anything to drink? Sure. I'll just have water, please. One water. Anyone else? What do you got? We have water, wine, whiskey, brandy, milk. Milk, please. One water, one milk. A second water, please. What? What? The order is... Two waters, one milk. Click, click. Two waters, one milk. Coming up. Did you hear how it said milk? Occasionally, uh, those short circuits can um, make the uh, linguistic smut uh, fail. That automaton goes walking off. And uh, short wait later, uh, door opens up. Walking into uh, the foyer from underneath the grand staircase uh, is um, Duncan Furter, as you've seen him before. Same coattails, same white ascot, same pencil mustache, pale skin. He walks up to you and goes, Hello, I'm <laughs> Duncan Furter, and you are? Nice to meet you, Mr. Duncanfurter. I'm Barnabas Gunsby. Ah, uh, yes. So you three are with Team, Team Jolly Pot. Yes. Okay. Yes. Great. One moment here, and he produces a clipboard, and uh, he checks it off. And he goes, "Now, uh, as the representative of the Court Elite, it is my responsibility to update you on the current order of the race. So, before I begin, 
Uh, I do want to let you know that any names that are stated after your team's name are purely speculation. We cannot be certain of their, uh, of the order of anyone who has not checked in here at Checktacon. And with that, in first place, we have Team Cornfoot. In second place, Team Basington. In third place, Team Towley. In fourth place, Team Holmes. In fifth place, and he writes a little bit, Team Jollypot. Sixth place, Team Odlin. Seventh place, Team Cups. And then Team Nightingale, Team Adams, Team Torchinovich, Team Silver, and Team Fiddleworth. That's the order of the race as it stands. Uh, congratulations to you three. Uh, according to my records, you actually have been behind for quite some time. Uh, good for you to have made it this far. Thank you. It's been quite a journey so far. Now, is there anything that you need from me? I believe, uh, the, uh, customs officers at Checktacon do a, we- a good enough job of giving you the lay of the land... Obviously, the court elite will not be responsible for if uh, for you if you break any of the rules here at Checktacon. Uh, you are completely at the mercy of the military parliament that runs this city. Yes, we understand. Excellent. Uh, well, um, you have for as long as your visas last. You ha- you have the uh, run of the city. Uh, there should be places where you can rest, and. Uh, as far as I can tell, and he puts the clipboard back under his arm, um, our business here is concluded. Good luck on the rest of the race to you three. Where are you from? Thank you. Excuse me? Where are you from? Oh, well, I'm from Evangless. Which part of Evangless? I'm from Eastern Evangless. Which town did you grow up in? This is a strange... I'm trying to get to know you. <laughs> Um, I, uh, Rykon. And how many brothers and sisters did you have, Duncan Furter? (laughs) No, no, it's Duncan Furter. Shut up, Barnabas. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have any siblings, Mr. Quaglin. Mm-hmm. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, if you please, I have uh, business to attend to. So the three of you enjoy your stay in Checktacon, and good luck with the rest of the race. And he turns heel and walks away quickly and uh, goes back through the door underneath the grand staircase. What is he? He's a representative for the Corps d'Elite. Right, right. right. But Talia, what is he? I don't know. Do you think he's like a robot? I think so. You know robots. Come up with, like, a logic puzzle that'll break a robot, and I'll yell it at him next time we see (laughs) (laughs) I'll start thinking of one. <laughs> I wonder what's if if Team Fiddleworth is still um hasn't been tossed from the race. Yeah, obviously they couldn't find any proof. Other than eyewitness accounts, apparently that doesn't matter. Eyewitness accounts are notoriously unreliable. <laughs> what? <laughs> I listen to a lot of crime shows on the radio. Oh. Huh. So um, we spend we can spend the evening here, or we can try to perhaps get the next um, railway to uh, 
Ferdesia and and see because that's generally west and the roost is west southwest so we could do that or we could try and see what's going on and if we can get transit from here but if we can spend the night on the train yeah i think if we can get out of here today whether it's the train to that other town that i can't pronounce or on an airship to the roost ideally we'd sleep while traveling what do you think, Mr. Gunsby? Two water and one milk. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I take my water. I take my milk. I take Barnabas's water as he's laughing. <laughs> and uh, uh, can you come here for a minute? Yes, of course. How can I serve you? <laughs> I'm going to open up its back panel and fix it. All right, roll science for me. 22. All right, so you open up its back panel, and it goes to shut down into maintenance mode. You tweak it a little bit, and then uh, close it back up, and welcome to Count Ivanov's mansion. How can I serve you? I'll take a milk, please. My sensors show that you are currently in possession of one milk. Yeah, but I won't be later. Uh, the other automaton uh, steps forward and goes, Excuse me, visitors. Your admittance to the manor was to speak with Duncan Furter. <laughs> Hold on. Is Duncan Furter one of you? One of who? <laughs> I do not understand the question, but I must kindly ask that the three of you see yourselves out of the estate. Of course. Thank you very much. Thank you. And I take a sip of water, and then I leave it on the tray. And I finish my milk, and I give it back to him. Thank you. Enjoy your evening. You guys leave? Mm -hmm. So we'll go to the airfield um, to see if there is a civilian transport or a um, military transport that we can work on that's going towards the roost. And if not, we will head to the train. Maybe we can trade for train tickets. Uh, so you guys head to the airstrip. It is fenced and uh, uh, like completely fenced and gated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's two guards at the entryway. And uh, as you guys approach, they're like, yes, are you lost? No, actually, we were looking to see about getting a ride out of here. Uh, if there's any any way we could uh, get on a ship towards the Zeta. Aha. Uh-huh. And... Why would civilians like you be allowed on military vessels? Well, where are the civilian vessels that we could try to arrange a deal with? Any ships that leave uh, Chektakon are privately owned by the military personnel that live here. Because you like us a lot? He squints at you and he goes, I'm not so sure about that. It's worth a try. We're members of the Atroposian circuit, and we're only looking to evaluate our options. Um, We don't mean any trouble. We're just our next um, destination is quite out of the way. And we were told by the customs officer that occasionally ships go to the roost from here. And so we were just inquiring. Uh, Go ahead and roll cunning. This is with people. Yes. (laughs) 14. He, He, like... Looks at you, and then uh, the other guard goes, What team are you with? I uh, listen to the broadcasts. They are entertaining. Uh, team Jollypot? 
Oh, and he slaps the other guy in the chest. He goes, they were in 11th place until a couple checkpoints ago. Yes, that was old Paldorus. We actually fought some of the monsters there and and uh, survived, and, and it, it caused quite a bit of trouble for the other teams. Their faces go grim. And one of them goes, were you bitten by anything? No. Oh, they seem relaxed. <laughs> You've seen the hands, haven't you? They don't want to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Team Cornfoot came back, uh, came through here a little bit ago, asking around the same as you. They kind of seemed like assholes. Yeah, that sounds like them. Um, we, yes, we had a similar experience with them. Yeah. You think you guys could catch up with them? Maybe put them, uh, put them in their place? Assuredly. I mean, that's the goal, isn't it? If you're interested in going to the roost, there is an airship scheduled to go there tomorrow. It's, uh, it's one that is uh, under the charge of uh, General Alexei Romnov. Oh, a general. Any way we could possibly schedule a meeting with General Romanov? Well, I don't have the means to, uh, uh, to summon or schedule anything with uh, General Romanov. And he points at his military insignia as if you guys are supposed to recognize his rank. <laughs> I get it. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, he does have a manor that you could uh, visit and maybe talk to some of his staff. That is very helpful. Thank you so much. Yes, well, uh, out of all the dossiers of the teams that I've read, um, your team seems the, less, uh, the least bloodthirsty and um, dickish. Why, thank you. That tracks. <laughs> <laughs> um, we Wait, less than Team Basington? I don't know what to think about Team Basington. I saw them very briefly as they came through town. They almost broke one of the uh, one of the tanks rolling through town. It was quite a sight to see. But then they got on an airship like it was nothing. Like they just talked to the to Ivanov and then like almost burnt down his house. I don't know. There was I've heard a lot of rumors about what exactly went down with Basington, but they got shipped out of here very quickly. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Well, I, I appreciate your uh, candor, um, and we will do our best to put Team Cornfoot in their place. Yeah, fuck those guys. Do you guys want an autograph? I mean, it might be worthless, but if we win, it might be worth a lot. They shrug at each other, and they're like, no, we're okay. Cool. All right. Well, thank you so much again. Thank you, and I, I guess good luck. Thank you. Thank you. And we go to... General Alexei Romanov's manner. See if we can't get an audience. You guys uh, pull the rope next to the doors leading into the manor, and uh, there's a brief pause, and then the doors open up, and a satyr uh, stands there uh, before you. Um, he's wearing uh, a, like bow tie and coattails, and um, he's got uh, little little nub horns. They don't go very far. Um, you also notice that uh, uh, he has the gauged ears of a satyr that has spent time in slavery, um, but they are hollow gauges, um, so you know him to be a free satyr. Uh, basically, uh, satyrs that are born into slavery um, have their ears gauged, um, and uh, the gauges that are put in their ears are typically uh, engraved with the symbol of the master they serve. 
Um, when a satyr is given his freedom, he uh, is it is legal for him to wear hollow gauges. Uh, and uh, he uh, has hollow gauges. Um, and he uh, opens the door and goes, uh, yes, um, I- I'm sorry, do, do you have an appointment here? No, we don't. We were actually happy hoping to make one um we're a team jolly pot of the atroposian circuit i'm virtue talion azari uh he shakes your hand and your companions barnabas gunsby the famed adventurer i wink and big game hunter (laughs) (laughs) and and uh he like kind of smiles a bit i'm zeke quack yes yes okay and he kind of waves his hand at zeke uh, uh, like, like it's no longer important. He goes, no, I get it. But Barnabas Gunsby, the Barnabas Gunsby, the Barnabas Gunsby, the Barnabas Gunsby. This is incredible. And you wanted, you <laughs> wanted to meet with, with the general. If we could. Yes. Give me a moment. Um, he, he is currently, uh, in a meeting, uh, but it should be wrapping up shortly. Here, here, come, come in, come in, come in. And, uh, he leads you, he leads you guys in, um, uh, can I take can I take your coats? Do you need anything to drink? Water I'll just have great. a water, please. Okay, I can get you guys some water. Uh, here, um, let's go ahead and uh, uh, set you guys up in the uh, library. And um, I'll, as soon as the general is out of his meetings, I will let him know you're here. And I feel like he might be inclined to uh, put his next meeting on hold for you. Uh, this way, this way, please. We follow. Uh, thank you. He leads you in, uh, opens up the double doors leading into, it's not like a giant library, but it's like, it's got like a couple, uh, comfortable chairs, a comfortable couch, a nice, uh, fireplace, um, and, uh, a couple large bookshelves, uh, nothing that like would require a ladder or anything to get to. Um, it's really more like a, a study, but like, you know, a third study that just has a bunch of books in it. (laughs) Um, no like writing desk or anything like that, just lounge chairs and books. Um, and, uh, he goes, uh, make yourself comfortable. Um, I'll have one of the servants bring you guys some water, uh, in a moment. And, uh, hopefully the general will be with you shortly. Um, at the very least I might be able to arrange uh, a meeting for you. Uh, and, um, right before he leaves, he goes, just please don't go wandering about the house. Uh, um, as you are not, uh, or as you are guests here, but, um, not really here on invitation, so I don't want anyone getting spooked. And of uh, course, he uh, closes the doors, and uh, you guys are standing in the library, and it doesn't take you long to see a large section in this library, uh, right in the G section. Oh, Barnabas, he has all of your books. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Literally all of your books, Barnabas. <laughs> he even has the ones you wrote under a different name before you got famous. Yep. <laughs> oh. Wow. That's nice to see. Somebody appreciates good literature. Oh my gosh. You should offer to sign all of these books, Barnabas, if it gets us what we want. Also, can you get me a copy of those? <laughs> Barnabas, he even has your one fiction romance novel. <laughs> but, 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 what? uh, Heartbreak on the safari That's so hard to get (laughs) This is the greenest day Oh my goodness How how did those get published? (laughs) (laughs) Those were terrible I I mean not that I wrote them But Garnicus Bunsby Is not a very good author Wow 
not too long after you guys uh, have been in the room, um, the door opens up and a female satyr uh, in a similar like uniform, uh, hollow gauged ears, uh, comes in and gives you guys your water. Um, and, uh, uh, then leaves. I did not write a crappy romance novel ever in my life. No, it's right there. <laughs> nope. It's not He's... crappy. I enjoyed it. <laughs> so good. And then they're following the lions and it's in the moonlight and it's very romantic. And then the lions attack. Oh, and she's wounded. Oh, it's so, oh, so hard. And then I save her. I mean... <laughs> It's fiction. <laughs> I imagine your blouse would be wounded in, the at- in a lion attack. Yes, surely that's the only thing that would be wounded. <laughs> no, she got a scrape. Did you read this book too? Yeah, we had four books on Jinzy's hammer. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of them? <laughs> After about 15 minutes, uh, the doors open up and that satyr is there. Uh, and he goes, may I present General Alexei Romanov? And he steps to the side and in walks a strapping man. Um, he is like all other, uh, all the other people you've seen in this town so far, uh, very tall. Um, he is extremely muscularly built, um, not like in a bulky way, but in like a very athletic like way. Um, he looks like a football player basically. <laughs> um, and, uh, uh, he walks in, he's wearing, um, kind of a, a blend between like, uh, like Royal clothing with like a military flourish to it. He walks in, he goes, um, uh, yes, that will be all Dimitri. Thank you. And, uh, um, uh, the satyr closes the doors and, uh, the general turns to you and he goes, this is the greatest surprise I could have ever imagined. I I was hoping something like this would happen. Barnabas Gunsby in my own home. And he walks over and reaches out his hand. He's like, uh, Alexei Romanov, I'm a huge fan. Oh, nice to meet you, General. I'm, I'm glad to hear. Well, would you believe it? We've actually met once before. You probably wouldn't remember. It wasn't too, uh, It was quite a long time ago. Uh, you took my father and I on a safari uh, near the border of Azeda. Do you, do I remember? Uh, you have a vague memory of going on a safari with uh, a Zell host general um, and his son a while back. And now that you think about it, the name might have been General Romanov. I thought that name sounded familiar. Yes. Um, oh. I, I, I don't know how much you remember. I'm sure you've gone on, on many safaris before, but, uh, but uh, our, our uh, transit uh, broke down and we were surrounded by lions. And, yes, uh, I do remember that. And you, you saved us. You saved us from it. And that's the day I knew that these books, and he points at them, he's like, they are nonfiction. You are the real, genuine article, my friend. It was, it was a sight to see. And I had always hoped that, uh, that, uh, that one day our paths would cross again. Uh, you've in, you inspired me, uh, my friend. I, and, and you saved my father's life. Uh, he, of course, has passed away now. Uh, rest his soul. Uh, but it was, it was fine. He went peacefully. Um, uh, he did not fall to the horrors of old Paldoris like many have. Uh, <laughs> You've seen the hands, haven't you? He doesn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, 
but uh, uh, you were as much a, a formative uh, figure in my life as my father was. Uh, the, I read all of your books growing up. I am so honored to hear that. I'm I'm glad I could I'm glad I could help in that way. I'm honestly truly flattered. No, the honor is truly mine. When I heard that you were participating in the Atroposian circuit, I had my hopes that uh, uh, that you I would see when you came through town, but I wasn't going to try and deter you in any way. I, I wanted to see you win, and, and my uh, my fandom could, would, could not be the reason why you were delayed. But, what are the three of you doing in, in, uh, in, in my home? I mean, not that I'm uh, upset with your, with your company at all. I just, uh, you, you should be on your way to the next checkpoint point yes well actually general that's what we are here to talk to you about you see we had heard that there were private airships and that one owned by you would be going to the roost here soon which is where our next checkpoint is your next so checkpoint is in the roost yes i am i am the quartermaster of check the con uh and any excess ammunition or or firearms or anything really uh that we do not need that we over manufacture uh, we we send to our merchants in, in the roost uh, to trade with the locals to uh, get supplies that we normally wouldn't uh, have here um, in uh, this industrialized city. Um, you're, but you need to go to the roost? Yes, General. Uh, we were hoping to perhaps... We can't pay, but we would offer our services in any way we can in exchange for transport. You can you can stop right there, Mr. Gunsby, please. You are welcome on my airship. I will make sure of it. Oh, thank you very much, General. Uh, the pleasure is all mine. You don't need to trade or anything. I'll make sure there's room for you. It is mostly a cargo vessel, so there's not very, uh, very nice, uh, uh, or there's not a, a comfortable lodgings. It actually doesn't have any, any bedrooms or anything uh, because it only really goes... Uh, places that it can get to in a day the, but uh, they can get you to the roost in one day and it will be leaving uh, tomorrow morning oh we don't need to be comfortable we just need to get there uh it would be excellent if we could hitch a ride and perhaps i don't want to do this without some form of trade but perhaps i could sign your books his eyes go wide that that would be more than payment that would be that, that yes please do it <laughs> <laughs> Barnabas starts signing all the books, and then in the last one he signs, uh, the last book in the series, he puts a, uh, a little thank you note. Thank you very much, General, for helping us out. He, he's, uh, he's beaming at it. I like to think Barnabas opened to the back of the last book and said, to be continued, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and uh, as Barnabas is signing uh, the, the various books, uh, the general uh, uh, introduces himself uh, to you. Oh, I'm, so, I'm so sorry. How rude of me. Uh, I let, uh, I let my, uh, my, my fandom uh, get in the way here. Um, uh, you, I, I remember hearing from the broadcast, Team Jollypot, so you are uh, the Virtue Talia Nazari, yes. Royal uh, Dalvosian here in my home. I am very honored. Um, and uh, Ezekiel Quaglin, yes? Uh, That's me. A military man, if I recall. Yeah, Lieutenant First Class. Excellent. Uh, pleasure to have you here. Uh, the three of you are welcome to stay in my home. Um, uh, it's going to be uh, miles beyond any any lodgings you'll get as civilians out in the uh, uh, out in the in the city. Please, uh, I insist. I have the extra rooms. It will not be a problem. Oh, that's so very generous. And don't worry about paying attention to Mister Gunsby. Uh, 
I'm I'm quite a fan as well and have, in fact, given him more attention than he deserves. I mean, his books are amazing, I aren't they? I love them so much. It's I have it, like it, the, the, <laughs> the adventures he's been on and you just start nerding out yep. with the general about... <laughs> I go find oh. some servants. <laughs> Sure, you step out, and uh, uh, there's a different male uh, satyr um, standing out um, in the uh, hallway, dusting a suit of armor. Uh, he turns to you and goes, uh, yes, uh, can I help you? Um, yeah, uh, the general invited us to stay um, the night. Can you point me towards the kitchen? Oh, uh, yeah, it's right this way. Uh, and he leads you down the hall and down some stairs and into the kitchen. It's a nice kitchen. Now you get chummy with the kitchen servants. All right. Yeah. Uh, they're all satyrs and uh, they offer you some beer because that's what they're drinking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's real good beer. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. We brew it here ourselves. So um, what's your best dish? <laughs> Do I just have to have one? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Uh, well, look, uh, you say you're, you're here as a guest, right? Um, That's so correct. we'll be making you, uh, we'll be making you, uh, uh, your dinner tonight. It will be served uh, to your room. Probably the, the general hardly ever has sit downs. Uh, he's a busy man, but, uh, yeah, I, I can make you up whatever you like. What would you like? Um, your four best dinners, please. All right. <laughs> sure thing. <laughs> oh, and a turkey if you've got it. Of course. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so once um, Barnabas has finished signing and, and I've finished, sort of finished, more like decided it was polite to stop talking, <laughs> um, does the general take his leave or? Uh, yeah, eventually, actually, Dimitri does come back in okay. and he goes, General, I'm, I'm so sorry, but. The uh, uh, the commandant is uh, demanding your presence. Like, oh, yes, of course. Uh, duty does call. Uh, again, you have full leave of my, my home, um, and uh, I'll make sure my servants uh, escort, uh, awaken and escort you to the airstrip uh, in time to uh, uh, board the vessel. Thank you so much again. It's been a real pleasure. Uh, please, please. Yes, this is an honor. This is the... the the best thing that's happened to me in months. This is, I'm very, very pleased. Um, uh, hopefully we get the chance to talk again. Uh, and he goes off to attend to things. All right. I go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at this point, it's, you know, it's well into the evening. I shower. Yeah, there's nice showers here. And then I go to bed. <laughs> um, and food is delivered to each one of your rooms. Um, uh, it's real well made uh all the like best ingredients uh and zeke you have a ton of food uh <laughs> and um on occasion like if you guys step out or something you can run into the uh the general and he'll like talk to you and and barnabas he every time he stops and talks to you he he just is bubbling with uh with how much he he loves your work and admires you as a person um uh but eventually uh eventually you know the evening does come to an end and uh you all three go to sleep yes yep yes cool uh you're resting up uh and then uh i want everyone to roll notice for me five tier two tier one as well okay so two tier ones and barnabas you got a tier two um yes. 
all of your guys' rooms are adjacent to each other. Um, they're nice rooms. They're not super large, though. Like, it's a manor, but it's not like... He doesn't have the best manor in town. Right, right. It's a modest manor. <laughs> um, uh, it's a middle-class manor. <laughs> Um, um, so your guys' rooms are all next to each other and, uh, Barnabas, you are the first to awake, uh, uh, you have this weird cold chill that passes over you, um, and uh, you can see your breath in front of you and you kind of sit up you're looking around and you hear a weird creaking sound as if someone's like walking on the floorboards around your bed and then your closet door slams shut. Wow. Oh. <laughs> all right then i'm just gonna go back to sleep now <laughs> go starting real nope didn't hear anything <laughs> ba, ba, black sheep have you any more <laughs> wait wait what who's there can i uh, pull out my torch uh talia and zeke you wake up with that sound of like a wolf howling and you also feel a cold chill over both of you i pull the covers over uh (laughs) as you as you reach to grab the covers and pull them over you uh Talia, uh, you feel a hand on top of your hand. Oh, God. Um, I'm... (laughs) (laughs) And you turn, and there's no one there. And you hear... And uh, the door to your bedroom creaks open. I start glowing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you glow, and you can see your room. Is there anything there? Uh, Barnabas, you're shining your flashlight around? Yes. Zeke, what are you doing? Um, I did scream and my room is next to yours. Yeah, you probably, yeah, I think you guys actually both heard Talia scream. I I go rush to Talia's aid, pistol in hand. I grab some of the remaining turkey <laughs> and I take a bite. <laughs> and that's it? You don't move? <laughs> I guess then I get up to investigate. All right, I Tal- take my stick with me. <laughs> Talia, your uh, your bedroom door, which was cracked open, uh, now flings open, and Barnabas is there in his nightcap and pajamas uh, holding his pistol. And then behind him, you see a groggy Zeke <laughs> walk by a, dr- uh, drum, a leg of a, a turkey in one <laughs> hand and a staff in the other. I am naked. Oh, <laughs> and he's naked. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Um, all right. Um, I'm like sitting up sort of like at the head of my bed with like my feet tucked up to to me, right? Like sort of hugging my knees, Mm -hmm. looking around. Um, there was a hand on my hand. There was a hand? (laughs) (laughs) I'm very awake now. (laughs) Yes. No, not those. Okay. Yeah, okay, I take a bite of turkey. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Three bags. That's what I had in four. my room. Why'd you bring it here? <laughs> <laughs> well, because I heard you scream and there, I was concerned for your safety. This is definitely the voice of like two or three young girls, 
and it seems to be echoing around, and you can't really tell where it's coming from. Hello? <laughs> That's what I awoke to. And then when I tried to go back to sleep and just accept that there were ghosts in the house, they kept waking me up. So here we are. Hello? Ghost children? No response. Children, okay. I'm Barnabas Gunsby, and I have lots of fun stories to tell. I climb up on the foot of Talia's bed, and I finish my turkey leg, and then I start to go back to bed. On, on the, at the foot of my bed? <laughs> yeah. All right. Yep, there's a, na- <laughs> there's a naked gnome at the foot of your bed. <laughs> I take one just of the extra little blankets and I just throw it on top of it. <laughs> uh, Mr. Gunsby, are you staying in here too? Don't see how that would help much, but if it helped you feel better, then sure. Scooch over. Uh, as you guys are talking, you see movement in the hallway. And as you look, you think you might see just a glimpse of a black dress with white trim governing by. Did anybody notice, like, are there portraits of kids here? Did we notice that? No one seems to notice that. All right. Mr. Gunsby, just come and shut the door. And- Hold on. You're both rich. How do you, I find the bell that is obviously in the room for servants, right? <laughs> uh-huh. I ring it. Okay. <laughs> it rings. Uh, and it, it's like a little bell. It's like, you know, like a bling, ding, But it goes like bling, ding, 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 And like the room starts to shake as like cathedral bells start chiming. How much did we smoke in Valdrum? <laughs> and then the sound <laughs> fades away. One for the master, one for the dame. Come play with us. All right, let's go perform an exorcism on this clearly haunted house. Oh, we could just stay here. Can't we just once stay here? Your bed starts to rumble. Ah, okay, let's go. <laughs> Listen, it's a commonly known fact. Ghosts are afraid of nudity. <laughs> That's why my room wasn't haunted. <laughs> I go out into the hallway. <laughs> I guess I wear the blanket. <laughs> you put on a blanket. I am a guest in this home. All right, you got wandering the halls. Zeke's got a blanket toga, a leg of a turkey, and a staff. Uh, Barnabas is in his. <laughs> so very Greek of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Barnabas is in his uh, p- uh, striped pajamas and nightcap, and uh, has his pistol. Mm-hmm. Uh, Talia, are you following him into the hallway? Well, I don't want to be left alone, even just with Gerald. So yes. Okay, is Gerald... Hey, Gerald, knock, knock, knock. <laughs> um, apparently, we're going chasing after goats. Ooh. Ghosts, do you want to come? Whoop, whoop. Okay, let's go. <laughs> uh, so Gerald follows you, and as soon as all of you are out in the hallway, <gasps> your bedroom door shuts and locks. With Gerald in there? No, Gerald made it out. Okay. Wait, no. My things are in there. I'm sure once we kill this ghost, we'll be able to get back into your room. That's generally the rule of ghostology. Uh, Down at the end of the hall, you see movement. And when you glance, you think you almost saw the form of a little girl. I steal myself and go running after it. Okay, so Talia goes running. What about the rest of you? I follow Talia. Also, I'm going to put, if it's just a ghost, I'm not going to run around 
this general's house with the pistol. So I'm going to try to put it up if I can in my room. Your bedroom door is also locked shut. Well, shit. <laughs> I check my door. Also locked shut. Don't touch my food. <laughs> oh, now it's personal. <laughs> I run after Talia. Uh, so Talia has made it down. Uh, she ran to the right where the little girl seemed to be going. If I didn't actually see it when I turned the corner, then I would have stopped. Okay. Uh, you did. You turned the corner and down at the end of that part of the hall, uh, turning right, you did think you saw like her just barely bending around the corner over there. Uh, so you start running towards her, having just seen her disappear around that corner or? Yes. Okay. So, uh, Zeke and Barnabas, you guys get to that end of the hallway. You see Talia to the right, uh, reaching the end there. Um, and, uh, I need you both roll notice for me. Here too. Okay. Uh, yeah. So Zeke, you see Talia running that way. Uh, Barnabas, you look to the left and you see, uh, what seems to be, uh, like the flash of like a little girl in like a black and white dress running, uh, down the hallway at the end to the left. I shall follow her. Okay. Zeke, do you follow Talia or do you follow Barnabas? No. Uh, which one of you took my food? I follow Talia. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so Zeke and Talia, you guys run to the right. Barnabas, you run to the left. Uh, I've seen her. She went this way. Talia? <laughs> Zeke? Um, Where did you go? Yeah, Barnabas, you enter that hallway, and you don't. You realize that you've ran the opposite direction as your companions. And uh, what do you do? Well, did I see where Ghosty Gal went? Uh, you run into that uh, hallway, and you actually uh, uh, don't see a little ghosty girl. But Gerald comes up behind you. <laughs> oh, G- Gerald went with Barnabas? Uh, Gerald is about the same speed as Barnabas, so he would have kept in, t- in step. He wouldn't be behind like Zeke. Okay. So uh, you're with Gerald then, Barnabas. Boop, boop. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> um, I want you to roll notice for me one more time. Tier two. You hear behind you a little clanking sound. Uh, and you turn, putting your back to Gerald, and um, I need you to roll evade for me as a suit of armor strikes out at you. Nine. All right, I need you to roll defense now. Tier one and no armor. All right, you take uh, 16 hit point damage uh, as you uh, jump back and your nightcap gets swept up by the great sword that this, uh, that this suit of armor is wielding. Does Gerald get to go? Boop, boop, boop. Gerald's going to grapple the crap out of that guy. <laughs> sure. Okay. Uh, 13. Yep. Uh, as soon as Gerald grabs onto the suit of armor and pulls it in in his signature move, Bear Hug, uh, the suit of armor uh, caves in a little bit, and the helmet falls and rolls on the ground, and the legs kind of give way and fall, and uh, he's basically just holding onto a breastplate now. Oh, he uh, just drops it. <laughs> and, the, uh, and yeah, the, the armor dismantles. Ooh. And uh, uh, Gerald, let's go. And the rest of the armor falls down, Barnabas. Uh, Barnabas, I need you to roll spirit for me. Uh, 12, tier two. Uh, Barnabas, you now have tier two fear. Uh, so you have a minus two to all of your rolls and a minus four when rolling against the source of your fear, which is currently the house. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that, Gerald? Whoop. That suit of armor swung at me. Woo! With a sword! Woo woo! Yes, it was sharp! <laughs> Boo! 
Well, it's dark. Nobody will be able to see it anyway. <laughs> what do you do now, Barnabas? Actually, I'm going to cut away from you. Uh, Talia and Zeke, uh, you guys are running down. Uh, Talia, you thought you saw the little girl. And uh, she ran into uh, a little room down this hallway. And uh, you follow her? Yes. Um, Zeke, you're trying to keep up with Talia, but you're a bit behind. I move one third her speed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Talia, you run in um, and you don't see the little girl anywhere. Um, And this room doesn't have any other exits. Um, And uh, you uh, are startled as you almost run into a taxidermy bear. Um, And you find that you are in some sort of hunting lodge. It has some trophies. It has a taxidermy bear and a taxidermy, uh, like, panther. um, And then a couple, like, uh, skulls on the, uh, 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 mounted on the wall. Sure. Um, And uh, there's also uh, various weaponry. Uh, ra- lined up on a display rack on one of the walls, like some guns, some swords, some pikes, that kind of stuff. I'd like to pick up one of those swords. <laughs> okay. As you move your way there, you grab one of the swords, and then the rest of the items on that wall begin to rattle. I let, I take it anyway. Uh, you step back, and uh, knives and a pike and guns uh, fly off the wall trying to attack you. All right. Roll of eight. Okay. Tier three. Yeah. With the grace of a dancer, you pirouette around and duck, and uh, they go ting, 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 stabbing into the wall behind you, uh, and you turn to see, and uh, you also see that the uh, panther is no longer there, and the bear is moving towards you. <laughs> I drop the sword. Okay, the bear gets on its hind legs and swipes at you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Roll evade. Right. Uh, Zeke, right. you're running up to this room that uh, you hear Talia like. There's obviously a commotion going on in there. And right before you can get to the room, a panther jumps out of the room and looks at you. <laughs> I throw my turkey leg into the room. <laughs> the panther doesn't seem amused. Yeah, that was a perfectly good turkey leg. <laughs> Tell you behind the bear that it's trying to murder you, you see a turkey leg go flying into the room. All right, um, 24. Uh, again, you duck and spin, and the bear's uh, swipe misses you, and it falls down on all fours and turns to, like, bite at you, and you, like, lift up your leg to avoid it. Can I parting waves it to disarm it of its mouth? <laughs> Uh, so you, uh, uh... It's a taxidermied bear. It can't be held together that well. Uh, so you, uh, sidestep away as it, like, bites at you, and then it raises up its, uh, it raises up its claw and tries to swipe at your other leg, and you lift up, putting your other leg down on that arm, and as it rears back to, like, look at you proper and uh, be ready to attack you, its arm rips off at the shoulder, and stuffing flies around in the room. And, uh, as soon as it does, it goes... Mm-hmm and like stumbles a little bit and then poof, falls over. I pick the sword back up. And goes back to being taxidermied. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Bear. Uh, Zeke, this panther lunges at you. Roll evade. Yeah. <laughs> That's a 13. Uh, yeah. Uh, it leaps over you and in fact it uh, uh, misses so soundly it bumps into the suit of armor that was creeping up behind you. And, yeah. uh, 
and uh, the two uh, collide. The armor falls down, and the uh, uh, the taxidermy panther gets ripped up, and stuffing flies out, and it stops moving, and you're fine. I run after my turkey leg. Uh, Zeke joins you in the room, Talia. All right, that's quite enough. You come out here and apologize. They're small children, right? (laughs) One for the little boy who lives down the lane. (laughs) All right, so Barnabas is a master and you're the dame and... Offensively, I'm the little boy. <laughs> I'll beat up a ghost, even if it is a kid. <laughs> I I don't think our exploits are helping any. I think we should go back to our rooms. They're locked. The library. <laughs> okay. That makes sense where all of this started. <laughs> okay. We leave. I keep the sword with me. So, Zeke and Talia, you begin moving your way towards the library. Barnabas, what are you and uh, Gerald doing? Uh, and actually, uh, as you uh, as you finish talking to Gerald, you see movement again at the end of the hallway. Going to follow it okay. as much as I don't want to. Oh, yeah. Talia and Zeke, I need you both to roll spirit for me. 36. 13. <laughs> Uh, Talia, you are now suffering from tier one fear. Oh, man. Um, Minus two to all resist rolls and a minus four when rolling against the source of your fear, which is currently the house. (laughs) Uh, Zeke, you are not afraid. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's a well-known fact that ghosts are afraid of nudity. So if anything, they're afraid of me. (laughs) Uh, Barnabas, you go running off. Uh, it leads you uh, into um, the kitchen. And as you run in and Gerald's uh, oh, following no. behind you, the door slams shut and locks, uh, leaving Gerald out in the hallway. And uh, the cabinets and uh, shelves begin rumbling. And they all open up. And a bunch of knives and cooking utensils fly out at you. I need you to roll evade. Uh, Remember, you are at a minus four for this. Five. All right. I need you to roll defense for me. Is this also minus four? Yeah. Zero. (laughs) Uh, You take 18 hit point damage as uh, the knives uh, fly by you, scraping uh, scraping your arms and uh, uh, injuring you mildly, uh, and they all stab in uh, to the uh, uh, to the areas around you as you like dove behind the counter for cover, and then you uh, you hear. <laughs> uh, what do you do now, Barnabas? There is another exit out of the uh, kitchen. I sprint for it. All right, you make it out. Uh, you are now in a hallway, and the door slams behind you and locks. <laughs> I'm just going to keep running. Cool. Yeah. Uh, down the hallway, not the uh, direction that you are running. You see a suit of armor come around the corner and start like walking towards you. Um, I run away from it. <laughs> you run uh, and you bump into Talia and Zeke as they are running towards the library. I really hope you both are faring better than I. Uh, Mr. Gunsby, are you all right? You know, just a uh, couple cuts and scrapes. Well, I'm still decent, at least. We're going to the library. Um, come with us. 
Where's Gerald? I think Gerald is still by the kitchen. He got we got separated in the kitchen. No, he'll be fine. Right. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, another suit of armor comes around the corner. Notice for some like, are there other bedrooms here? I mean, there are a bunch of other bedrooms. Were any of them? Do I remember any of them being occupied? I mean, there's like where the servants sleep. There's where the general sleeps. Like guest bedrooms. No, as far as you knew, the only guest bedrooms that you were in were in the, or the only guest bedrooms that that were here were in that hall that you guys were in, and it was like there were four of them and you guys were occupying three of them and you had your choice out of the four. And the fourth was unoccupied. We're yeah. sure of that. Yeah. Right. Yes, we go to the library. Okay. Uh, you guys uh, run to the library. Um, you enter the like the foyer on your way to the library and the door to the library <laughs> slams shut. I pick the lock. Okay. Um, as she's picking the lock, go ahead and roll uh, cunning. Uh I need um, Zeke and Barnabas to roll notice for me. It's a 19. Six. Hey, 20. Okay. Um, So, Talia, it's going to take you... uh, We're not in initiative, but it's going to take you a little bit uh, before you can finish picking the lock, but not too long. Uh, You start picking it. Zeke, you turn around and you see uh, through various uh, doorways, you see suits of armor coming. You see a couple other taxidermy animals. You see the skeleton of like a human walking towards you um, and uh, like par- like parts. Uh, you look around and all the portraits um, around are like uh, all the people in it who were previously just like, you know, they were like stately pictures of people. Um, all the portraits, they all look like ghastly and like zombified and like are like leaning against like uh leaning forward with like their claws out like as if they want to press their way out of the uh uh portraits and come at you um and you look up at the top of the uh staircase and you see the figure of three little girls uh uh looking at you um and they're all smiling and then you blink and they're gone it's Uh, very strange that the three of you are dressing up like little girls and then uh, Barnabas, uh, your you see all this as well. And uh, you, since you guys are in the foyer, there's actually windows on either side of the large door. Uh, and Barnabas, uh, with your uh, tier three success, uh, you look through the window and you see across the street, um, standing uh, right there, staring at the house, are uh, Stilton, Hilton, and Milton. The uh, three members of Team Holmes, and they are staring at the house, and their eyes are completely black. Well, you guys are all, like, Those psychiatric bastards. products. You know what they say. If it's not one thing, it's your mother. <laughs> uh, the suits of armor and the skeletons and the taxidermy animals are getting closer and closer. I start whistling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, you're not bringing hands, are you? Whatever I find is <laughs> just going to go... Kindly persuade Stilton, Milton, and Hilton to please stop. You start whistling, Zeke, and your whistle echoes out uh, supernaturally, reverberating. Uh, all of those things are getting closer and closer. Papa, black sheep, have you any wool? Uh, Talia, you finish picking the lock. Uh, it swings open. And the uh, dead, mangled corpse of uh, Dimitri 
uh, lunges out at you. It's animated, and his his uh, horns have grown from little nubs to like long, sharp devil horns, and he has like black, sharp nails. And uh, he reaches out at you. I need you to roll evade for me. A forty. Jesus, what? <laughs> yeah, uh, he swing. He climbs out at you and tries to uh, uh, claw at you, and you just duck under his arm and run into the library. And he turns and looks at you like. <laughs> uh, Zeke and Barnabas, you guys see that? You see that uh, there's a zombie in between you and Talia, and there's a bunch of uh, monsters climbing through this uh, this entrance hall towards you and you look out that window and you see the three brothers standing there with black eyes and you hear and a bunch of uh, black crows then like it's like descend on them and start pecking at them they are shocked by by the attack and their eyes stop uh, uh, go back to normal they're no longer black and they like duck down covering their head and go running into the uh, uh, running down the street with the birds pecking at them uh, and uh, Talia uh, the undead body of Dimitri uh, snarls at you and then whoosh, fades away into nothingness and all of these uh, suits of armor and taxidermy animals and everything uh, kind of like whoosh, fade away as if they were like heat visions or like heat waves, just like, like, like they were never there. Same as a sword in my hand or was that a real sword? Uh, same as the sword in your hand, Talia. Huh. Am I turkey leg? You always had your turkey leg. Good. (laughs) (laughs) What about like the rips and tears and shit in my clothes? Not there. Well, thank God I didn't shoot anything. (laughs) Well, that was awful. Could have been worse. I wonder how they knew we were here. Clearly they have some strange psychic powers. Basically monsters. Aberrations. Well, let's go clean up. I I don't think there's anything too clean. Yeah, as you guys go walking back to the house, all the doors that were locked before um, are unlocked. Um, Any signs that you guys were running around destroying the house are gone. Um, and actually, you guys are walking, and uh, as you're about to get back towards your rooms, uh, uh, a lantern comes around the corner, and uh, Dimitri approaches you guys and goes, "Are you are, are you three all right? I, I heard." Oh, thank God, you're okay. Oh, oh, okay. And you, I give him a hug. Oh, uh, okay. Um, well, thank you, milady. He like pats night, you on I had the a sh- night, Tara, and. It's fine. Um, one of the other Anthroposian circuit teams used their psychic powers to project some kind of shared nightmare into our minds. We dealt with it. It's not a problem. Okay. We apologize for the commotion. <laughs> I'm going to bed. Well, I just I heard the I heard the voices and the walking around. I just wanted to make sure you guys didn't need anything. I'm sorry you all had a n- nightmares. Um, shared night nightmare vision. It's it's fine. <laughs> Caused by one of the other teams. (laughs) I go into my bedroom. Okay. I also go to bed. Do you have anything like I could make myself in the kitchen or? Um, Actually, I think Gerald is somewhere out there. Can you find him, Ezekiel? I got it. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Let me accompany you, uh, Mr. Quaglin. Thank you. And uh, with Dimitri as your escort, uh, you guys find Gerald. He's nearby the kitchen. Uh, (laughs) Gerald, go back to Talia. I don't understand you. 
<laughs> he goes walking uh, back towards Talia's room, uh, and uh, Dimitri uh, whips you up like a little uh, uh, ice cream sundae. Well, make one for yourself. Well, I mean, if you insist. <laughs> he makes one for himself, and then uh, uh, you and Dimitri share a, a little ice cream sundae date together in the kitchen. It's a great ice cream sundae. And then, uh, and then, yeah, uh, the rest of the night goes without any incident. And that's where we'll end uh, this session. Cripes. There was a brief moment where I looked at her and I was like, we never left Valdru. <laughs> this podcast has been brought to you by ENPC Productions. All rights reserved. The Essential NPCs podcast is not affiliated with, endorsed, sponsored, or specifically approved by Cracked Monocle Gaming. Tefra, the steampunk RPG, is a trademark of Cracked Monocle Gaming. All rights reserved. Go to www.crackedmonocle.com for more information.